It's no secret that men come more easily than women. But why? Listen in as T and I discuss the 12 reasons why there's orgasm inequity and question if women really are harder to please. You're listening to TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. Are women harder to please? Yes. Uh, No. (laughs) There we go. That's it. Thanks for listening. (laughs) (laughs) And are there only 12 reasons? Maybe there's 11. Maybe there's 15. Anyway. Well, whatever. It's from an article. Then they thought it was kitschy to say 12. We're going with 12. Yeah. Well, they found 12 reasons. They found 12. They unearthed. (laughs) Yeah. Well... Yes, go ahead. Yeah, no, no. So it's, it was an interesting article. So we thought we'd really kind of launch into it. I know it sparked so much debate. And yeah, we actually had production. a very heated discussion before we came on. It's okay. It's all out. Record. We're not going to fight on the air. <laughs> I wonder if people want to see TNA fight. Fight, fight. Mud wrestle. Oh, we could sell so many tickets for that. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Make a note. <laughs> anyway. Message us if you want to see that. I don't know. We, we our old, sh- our show with little Rick. It's so funny. It's not Little Ricky. It's not? No. Rich. Well, our show with the with um, our guest who had who does cabaret, but yeah. also lives with his wife who lives with the boyfriend. It's a stage name we're not remembering. Yeah, but he, um, he we're overdue to show up at their amateur cabaret night. Yeah, no, we're going to make it happen. Anyway. I'm sorry, totally off topic. A, you had... Uh, I, I an experience that I thought was really interesting mm-hmm. um, with a client mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that regarding orgasm. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So, um, right. So I don't know if I should say, I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, I'm, yes. I, I am seeing massage clients <laughs> again, <laughs> a little again, occasionally. right. Occasionally. Um, and so, so I, I recently saw a client and, and uh, this is for central massage and it's it's a puts me in a unique perspective position really because it's a it's very sensual and it's sexual but i'm i'm not participating right i'm not like a lover who's fully engaged and like i mean i'm present but more as like a healer right so anyway right yeah it's not like about your orgasm exactly you're observing right so really it does put you in this unique position and i had this moment the other day where you know i have this man in my arms and um and he came and it was you know a really beautiful moment he came and and he just he he you know he felt so open and I think any orgasm really does this but there's just this for men or women you know it just like it pulls you it makes you inside out in a way right and and he just hugged me and just buried himself in me and and I and I'm like not where he is, right? It's almost like a drug where you're like on a different level. And I, I let him hug me and everything, but it was just it dawned on me. I'm like, wow, that's so interesting that he. Um, I feel I felt like this. I saw this difference between men and women, and sort of talking about this orgasm inequity thing. And I'm like, wow, I wonder why it, why is it why is that the question? I guess, but how or why like. Maybe there's a reason for women to be harder to please. This is my stance. I do think that that tends to be the case um, because I feel like it was an empo- it's actually an empowering thing if I if I looked at it in that moment. That's what it was. In that moment, I saw that it's kind of an empowering thing as a woman because it gives us more. It, ga- it gives me more choice. Like I can choose to engage sexually with this person 
And if the connection's not there or something like that, I don't have to orgasm, right? It's like, it's, I just feel like there's more control and more of a choice there where, because there, you know, there's more going on. It's a more complex process. Whereas for men, I feel like it's almost like it's the opposite where they have to resist orgasming. And if orgasming is this really bonding experience, um, I felt more in a position of like, wow, like, yeah, I guess it's just more of a pondering and a pontificating, I suppose, about or an insight into, um, I guess, the the power of choice and the element of choice in that matter when it comes to men versus women. You know, like if you put a woman, if you put a man on a table like this in the massage table, like he's right. going to and you put a, a beautiful person in front of him and he's going to um, try really hard to withhold from orgasming, whereas for a woman she may have to try really hard to orgasm or or right, like really right. let go like the yeah I like that description because I, I think it shows like a man has an erection that's visible like it, or it's a um, reactive to whatever like a stimulant right mm-hmm. whereas a woman um, it's more internal or something well, there's just so much. Going yeah, you on, have to have right? certain mo- like the certain motion, right? Right, that, and then that the makes it. Uh, maybe the emotional has to be satisfied in some way. The trust or the connection, the mental. You know, her mind needs to be free. There's just so much more going on, and then even her physicality needs to be understood and learned and um, specific. But uh, so anyway, so that I thought that was really. I think that's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, there's no way we can really test for that, but it's just, it's... Well, and you were saying, right, so that empowering idea that a, a woman can then... It's, well, I guess it that, just... That there's like a separation that I... To me, when you told the story, I remembered this idea of how I feel like I talk with a lot of men who feel very um, scarred by a cheating lover, like a woman who cheated right. on them. Like, this is a very defining moment for them. And I was always almost confused fused by how this was that the act of sex can be so devastating right right i i fix uh, yeah and i think that relates to your example of kind of the how how what you observed was how it's sort of wedded together right um the the orgasm and 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 sex i mean yeah yeah, right action right whereas women we it's more likely for us more possible maybe i don't know to to have sex without orgasming we can experience pleasure even but um you know we can do that without that super bond happening whereas right. i feel like it's a little bit more less in control for the man yeah which leads us to our, the article it, does it, it is to sort conversation. of a, it does wait this about, is a tiny note but yes. i do feel like there are male friends of mine that you know are maybe very good at helping women orgasm and then uh that and then they get attachment right because maybe women are starving a little bit for the men who are able to do that. Right. Uh, and then that, that almost creates this imbalance. And then the guy's like, oh, like, I am not trying to marry you. We just had good sex. Yeah. I'm, I I hear you. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I'm thinking about that. I'm like, OK, Steph, so how does that how is that an applicable like idea? And mm-hmm. for me, I'm thinking about because, you know, I'm kind of more esoteric based, but I'm thinking like, well, even in this sexual situation with this massage, you know, thing, it's like, well, it puts me in a position to use sex as therapy, right? Where I'm not bonding with this person in a way that like they're going to be where there's going to, you know, creating those extra emotional bonds with someone that is not appropriate for, in my case, as a therapist. Right. Um, so like sexual priestess, sexual therapist type thing, or or maybe it is that we are built for, for like, uh, um, um, non-monogamy 
Oh, right. Well, I don't know. That's a <laughs> totally separate issue. But I'm just saying like there's so I think there's there's um, well, many parts fit many together. Different, yeah. Implications possibly. Um, uh, so but this. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, no, 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 go ahead. brings us to our article. No, I well, <laughs> the article that we read, which, you know, OK, for me and this is sort of our sticking points. Um, this is tea talking. And I I do feel like there's more similarities than is portrayed in our culture like between between men men and and women yeah and their ability and inabilities to orgasm right there yes yes that that there is an emotional and sexual tie and that I mean I know we all agree that there is but um but that the stereotypes are a little like are kind of caricatures or they're like polarizing um the men and women whereas I think that it's somewhere more in the middle gray zone and you kind of get you don't hear about that is what right and 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 I think that women can actually probably orgasm more effectively <laughs> than they are because of uh, you know I, lack of education and 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 our cultural ineptitude <laughs> yeah yeah and this like us like it's very easy to make the assumption and kind of just go with the status quo instead of taking the time to like learn and develop a skill set that that um serves women i agree with you well let's dig into this because yeah. this, this article which is basically from everyday feminism from the the december 2015 issue um you know does that skew the article a bit i don't know because it's a feminist site (laughs) but uh, it was really well written it is and that's what inspired me i kind of stumbled on it by accident Mm -hmm. it's by Susanna weiss uh and it's 12 reasons why there's orgasm inequity and no it's not that women are harder to please and i that's that's yeah Susanna's title right Uh, i think it's kind of a mix but Uh um, you think it's yeah a thinks that women might be harder to please i'm just saying i think it's a more complex process that's all and i'm just saying and maybe there are aspects to the male orgasm or the sexual process that there's just maybe there's maybe most men aren't haven't developed a sensitivity to and the men that you're talking about are sensitive artists and so maybe they have right I don't know anyway yeah let's well, get in yeah okay I yeah what? I, I what? just think I, you're, it's funny because I, I know I'm like devil's advocate almost and I don't want to exaggerate my perspective but I go well complex process I mean shoot if technically a man can have like really strong prostate pleasure and like and that requires sort of a woman being dexterous at like anal penetration of some kind with this with yes, a finger how many and men actually want that no but that's almost like a it's almost like a cultural thing higher Again. level of yeah sex it's like the next level of sexual play right um and and so I'm going, well, are we living at our maximum abilities? Mostly we're not. I mean, in every way in life, we're all trying to access a greater part of our brains or, you know, what have you. OK. OK. Into the article. Let's start with number one. <laughs> number one reason for orgasm inequity is that people believe women are less sexual. Oh, I think this is a huge thing out in culture. Huge. Well, and I think one of the tenets of like us starting our show Yes. For me. Yes. Yes. Very true. And in the article, it says, to the contrary, a lot of research and lived experiences indicate that women are capable of wanting and enjoying sex as men. As much as men. Yeah. As much as men. Read What Do you, What do Women Want? There's tons of, uh, that's a great book that everyone should read. It's lots of science around just this. Yeah. 
um, um well so yeah that always kind of drove me nuts to be honest um this idea of that women are quote less sexual I mean again this is like a spectrum issue I'm sure there are some women that are less sexual but there right. are also men that are less sexual and I and I just think there are like you know, I would have sex dreams in high school and I was, you know, touching myself at a young age. Um, I uh, like to have sex no less than every two weeks. <laughs> and actually, this is funny. I was talking with a male friend of mine and I was about going to Burning Man and he said, you know, a lot of guys get excited because, you know, they know they're going to have sex there. It's, you know, the sort of more free love. People are in a more open space. Mm-hmm. And I said, really? I'm like, it's a dusty and dirty. And when I was there, I was just like, what? I'm not going to have sex. Well, yeah, it was more of like a spiritual thing for yeah. you. Yeah. Well, and the only, the one time I did have sex, I showered. I, that was the day I showered. <laughs> but, but it was... He, he said, he turns to me and goes, well, how often do you, you know, I said, why are they actually waiting that long? And he said, I mean, it's months, months that people are going without having sex. I don't mean to judge anyone who's, you know, like, as I say that, if I'm listening. <laughs> do you hear how incredulous it is? Uh, well, <laughs> if we're talking about being less sexual, <laughs> I'm an example of that not being the case. Well, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, this article goes into it more and, and so I don't want to jump the gun, but, um, but, but. Yeah, I think there's a lot of cultural reasons why this is the number one belief. Well, what, yeah. Which we'll dig into. Well, like they say about um, like the kind of this myth about gender that, you know, and that that myth can also lead to women. Um, ex- like if they're if you're told at a young age, women That's are less sexual. Right. It's sort of ingrained in your brain like, oh, I'm not sexual. Right. Like and I don't need pleasure. Like it's and, that, and it's almost know, like neuroplasticity, like totally. all this research going on. Like once you're told something, you condition your mind to be that. Right. Right. And, I, you know, and T, I was telling you this before the show when we were talking, chatting about it. And it's like, I don't know, like where this came from, but it just sort of is this like a uh, pervasive sense in my childhood that that men have like when I go back to being five-year-old in my head there's like that there's this men are bombarding um uh women with the desire to have sex and so I just understood that oh men want sex and women are the ones who are trying to not have sex yeah like you have you know in that very guard right in this very simple manner because the men's desire was so strong and women were constantly just having to fight it off so that means that women don't want it and men want it boom like that's how a five-year-old interprets it and that's the neural connections that are born in the brain but but that's also represented by media right and like you're you know my parents trying to my mother was a great example but I she wasn't perfect and so sure she wants to try to teach her daughter to be chased to some degree so I'm sure that's you know in there so anyway no you're right I mean all of it just goes back to kind of these early ideas being planted in our heads that immediately uh yeah build assumptions yeah okay number two reason Pornography privileges male pleasure. Yeah, yeah uh, that does that does happen. Yeah, most women focused orgasms um, are just. It says here merely. I like this incidental events on the path to a man's pleasure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is true. Well, and it's funny. I just in the article, like it says, additionally, most mainstream porn scenes feel incomplete without blowjobs, while cunnilingus is less common. Is that true? I feel like I think so. Well, oh, well, I think it depends on the videos you click on. I feel like a, I mean, I guess maybe I'm curating my own porn experience, <laughs> <laughs> but the videos I watch, I I feel like the guys often. Do you watch porn a lot? Not a lot, but there's a couple. I have a favorite video now. I have like one I specific video that I love. I watch. I only watch porn because I had a client who enjoyed watching porn together. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You're right. I don't know how I came to 
It's a good question. I don't know how I stumbled upon this one woman who I really like and I'll, I'll like watch her videos. But um, and that's interesting because I would say that her videos are almost very mat kind of what we're talking about, which is like privileging the male pleasure. And there's some videos that are more extreme in that. And I don't like those of yeah. her. And then the ones where I feel like she's um, getting pleasure but also, like, I think she's probably known for, like, the way she gives head and stuff. But, like, she, uh, yeah, I don't, I do notice a strong um, turnoff for myself if that, if that video with her is, like, strongly, like, male dominating her, kind of, like, fucking her in a way that isn't, like, I know it's not pleasurable for me. Right, right, like I'd be, right. I'd be you like, wanna, you want to project your own. Yeah, experience. if I was in yeah. that sexual experience, like, oh, I'd yeah, be like, I'd probably grip him with my legs and be like, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> that, no, don't thrust like that. Yeah. yeah, we um we're gonna take a mini break on that note. <laughs> we're only on part number three, but no, we'll, we'll get through them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, you're listening to TA Talk Sex, um TNA Talk Sex, uh, but tweet us at TA Talk Sex and Instagram us TA Talk Sex. Um, we'll be right back. Yeah. You're listening to TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. And we're Good. going through the 12 reasons. For orgasm inequity. Yeah. Uh, from this article from uh, Everyday Feminism in uh, December 2015. Yeah, I think they we're just on hit on... Oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, they just hit on really great points. No, they so are. we're kind of going through them and discussing like where that comes from and... Whether we agree or not. Yeah, well... Are women really harder to please? Okay, T is taking the stance that they are not, and it's just a matter of education. And I, I, it's a little more nuanced than that. A little but more I think Okay. Okay, number four. No, just, number, sorry, three. number three. The myth of blue balls persists. Okay, so I loved reading this part because um, just last week I was in a, it was at a party and I'd met the guy and we were kind of fooling around. And then I, and then I, um, I sort of joked, but I was like, I was like, oh my God, I feel like I have blue balls. I have like the equivalent of blue balls for a woman. And, uh, and you know, and he laughed and all this, but I feel like it's sort of, I, you know, it actually causes like cramping. And then this article points out that it's, there's actually a term for it, vasocongestion. Can and we get something fancy like blue balls? Too? I know. I well, know. We need to come up with a slang for it. Well, let me describe it. If so you have the, any ideas, tweet us. But Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the accumulation of blood flow to the genitals um, can occasionally cause mild pain in people with any genitals. This is not what men are usually referring to okay but um but but yeah so basically there's there's like almost like uh well, yeah, cramping there's, there's a lot of blood down there so if it stops yeah it creates sense. like pressure and kind of tension there's and tissue there's blood there's i mean I yeah no so so you're right it needs to not be vasocongestion what's a nickname i don't know right. but but basically the article is saying that like it's going to be detrimental to men if they don't finish. So let's hurry up and finish you. But I'm fine. I don't need it. I don't yeah. get blue balls. It's not painful for me. It's not uncomfortable for me to not finish. You know what it does? Right. Here's There's a myth is. of like you know a what? medical reason that the you guy needs to get off. You don't want to finish me? Fine. Then consider myself primed and I'm going to go out there and find someone who will. See ya. <laughs> I don't know. It's like. Wait, wait, you're saying that that's if my partner isn't oh. going to finish me. Oh, yeah. And is going to take like if I happened to be with a. Well, I have a terribly um, generous in that way. I have a terribly embarrassing story in college where I kind of did that. <laughs> um, I didn't I did not finish. And then I was like, oh, it's really funny because I was at that party and this other guy who I have a history with was like courting, you know, like pushing for something to happen. Did the, did the first guy see you go to 
bed with that guy or like no he the, it was it's really a naughty story he was he fell asleep he'd been drinking and I was so furious that I hadn't come and that he had like passed out I was like oh my god and this other guy was texting me and I literally snuck out of the bedroom and hooked up with this other guy and then returned back to my room in the mo- early morning while he was, while still, he was still sleeping <laughs> yeah because he was in my room so I and I climbed back in bed and I might ex- tell him no my you should have told my him. excuse was gonna be that I was like in the bathroom or something but it's just so funny that you felt like you had to have an excuse as opposed to like just saying like, hey I want to get off and this other guy's offering I mean that's like wild well I mean so nay on him for I'm more mature now and I would handle it very differently okay good to know <laughs> and I don't feel rage that I don't come anymore <laughs> that's like probably a very very good thing well that was at a younger age before I'd like developed a vocabulary for sexual expression yeah you know and and yeah I hear you okay Funny. number four mm-hmm. there's more information in the media about pleasing cis men than women and cis men just means um straight like straight and heterosexual like, right and uh are we missing? Not gender, like gender normal, gender born. Hetero- oh. No, like they're born with their genitals anyway. Oh, I think that's what it means. Yeah, okay. No, no, you're, you're right. Point being, but that, this is true. And again, this point back, goes back to, you know, me, five-year-old me getting all these impressions. I'm yeah. not the only one out there. Well, and um, yeah, like, uh, is this where they, the article talks about Cosmo magazine? Like, yeah. Was, like, yeah, like but, you, you know, I bought the article, the magazine a lot when I was a kid. I was reading it. So I was reading it at 16. And it's true. It's like how to please your man. Right. How to so look it's sexy for yeah. Your man. Right. So there's all these magazines out there that teach you all these tricks about how to please your man. And it's like, so what are guys reading? Porn. Right. Which or what play, does that or teach back you? Then, or nothing. back in the day, it Playboy magazine about sex. Yeah. Well, not not, <laughs> not the mechanics of it. Yeah. Like like you're just seeing the visual, but right. what exactly? You don't is know happening. that he's curling his finger. Right. When or, you go inside, it's not just a bang around. There's right. actually a rhythmic movement you can do with your hand. And what they do on porn is not what you do in real life. Remember, it's entertainment. Most of the time. Because you need to be right most of the time. Because sometimes I, well, anyway, I, I agree with that in the larger message, but there are things in porn that I watch that I'm like, oh, it's true to sex. I know I shouldn't propagate that. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Confusing people. Um, I think it, as long as you know there's entertainment and not necessarily yeah I, my dry cleaner who I I had um, he's become a very good friend and we we keep having these like sex ed moments <laughs> <laughs> and we had this like hour-long conversation last time and so he's just out of a divorce for like he's been married for like ever and um, and he's asking me all these questions about sex and I'm like I'm not going to call him Dave. Are you like, what do you, you, he's just telling me, oh, so like they do it in porn. I'm like, no, 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 not how they do it in porn. (laughs) No, no. I'm like, you cannot watch porn and then know that that, like I I said, it's not real. He's like, oh, really? It's not real. I'm like, (laughs) no, well, yeah, no, I think the problem is, let me say this, like I can, I can see a man going, okay, the problem is he's also foreign. So uh, no, but if you take what you see in a porn and then go, okay, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that video. Like I'm going to memorize it and like do it to her that's then you're not communicating sexually do you know what I'm saying like it's it's almost like um trying to mimic something on tv and it's like well you're not supposed to mimic it it's it's like a communication and a conversation in in a sexual connection right anyway so so moving on uh number five hookup culture privileges male pleasure so (laughs) well i i guess i do have i don't know if they are one one night stands ish yeah go ahead well i was gonna say that the article pinpoints and and, um you know some quotes from some girls from a study uh 
that was done where they these women were polled in college, right, for hookup culture. Yeah. And the, it says, one of the quotes is, the guy kind of expects to get off while the girl doesn't expect anything. Um, and I think that's that's true. Are you there? Are yeah, you know? I'm here. Yeah. I was just looking at the article. Um, like like the interview where they were talking to a, yeah. a man who said, I'm all about making her orgasm. But when, they asked, when the study asked him to clarify the word her, he added, girlfriend her and a hookup her, I don't give a shit. Oh. <laughs> he sounds well, like they don't give there much. there you go. Well, kids. it's interesting the value of an orgasm, like this assumption that it, it's like a holy grail that if you're, oh gosh, that's actually really harsh. Yeah, but for hookup culture, you hook up to, to orgasm, right? I mean, I don't really play that I don't really right. do that. But. Um, well, I feel like when I travel, I'm more in that zone of of hooking up, right? right. And and I usually I almost call them like 24 hour stands. Like I feel like I've had an intimate connection with someone, and it, and of course, and then that and then it's fun to come together sexually. Right. Um, if I feel like he is not interested in my pleasure, <laughs> yeah. I'm that's like not cool. And right. I I haven't had an experience like that in a while where that where that happened. Um, it has happened in the past and I, I feel like I was quick to say something about it or request, you know. Right. But uh, I mean, I, I feel like if you're get, if you're getting that vibe as a woman, I would speak up and or Definitely. not finish with that part, you know, say thanks, but I'm leaving. Yeah. Um, and, you know, get your vibrator out. <laughs> uh, OK, number six. Yep. Sex education doesn't teach us about pleasure, especially female pleasure. And uh, this is oh. so true. And it's like it's basically it's all just OK. Here's how babies are made. And here's how to put a condom on and but it doesn't teach you like oh well i like this so during the initial classes on puberty the portion about women was on periods and and babies and then and the portion about men was on erections ejaculation and wet dreams when i think about it i'm like i was taught in sex ed about wet dreams for men i was taught about wet dreams for men right but then i do you remember this was like maybe when we first started our show i had a wet dream and i didn't know that i could have wet dreams i have wet dreams where like puddled you you puddled there i woke up and i was like oh my god did i pee the bed I mean, it wasn't enough wow. to be pee, but you it was like, yeah, in your, like I orgasm I in it, my sleep, it but I don't puddle. I know. Well, that's why it was my, yeah, I, I had never orgasmed that I know of in a dream, but I exactly, I, there was like a wet spot and wow. I, and my, it was funny because it was my male roommate who I, I was like, oh my God, I, I think I peed the bed and he, and he goes, maybe it was just a wet dream <laughs> and I never thought it could be right. So then I Google it and of course it's a thing and it's like who, so, so. I'm just going to say that brings me closer to like this. That's an example of a similarity that's not acknowledged, you know, with men true. and women. Anyway, that's not true. as common, I guess. It's not, you know, that's right. Not as common. Yes. But interesting. It is interesting, but also not as common. And anyway, OK, we'll get we'll get there. So number seven is self-evaluative thoughts can disrupt women's arousal process. <laughs> like having to think about. Uh, how you look in a certain position or does, you know, my neck look well, okay there and da, da, da. I feel and like that's a lot of media driving like... The yeah. But I think it's also like, yeah, totally. And performance anxiety and, and I know that's how it was for me for sex for the first while really. and But that, that might also be my personality where I'm like a type, you know, and, and like I was really dealing with perfectionism a lot back then. So yeah. wanting to get it right. No, you're right. I agree. And I, you know what? In a way, I don't know if I've since dropped that. <laughs> yeah. As as women, I think it's have you ever not enjoyed a compliment? Like, you know, I think I think just help the woman get more comfortable by telling her how hot she is, you know, right. or really like how how something turns you on or something. Just, you know, you can be more expressive in that way. And I think that'll just help 
get out of the self-evaluation. I mean, some women, you know, the article mentions like women's stomachs. Like that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. I, I think I've shared this before, but I had this experience where a guy actually grabbed my stomach like while, yeah. you know, from like he was holding me from behind and, and kind of gripped it. And I was startled. And then... You rolled with it. Yeah. I kind of, it actually turned me on. Yeah. Uh, But turned me on because I could tell he liked it so much. Whereas like, of course, I hold my stomach in all the time. I, you know, like there's all these insecurities about, that's my soft spot. Yeah. Also media propagated. Yeah. Okay. Number eight, sexual trauma can impede arousal and orgasm. Well, that's just, yes. I don't know if I have much to say about that. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Here's another factor. Well, and, <laughs> and sexual trauma does definitely happen well, to women af- for sure. Yeah. It affects women more. Right. So. Well, I don't know if it affects them more. It's just. No. What I mean is women are affected by se- like sexual trauma is oh, more common. Happens. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> it's happening at a much higher rate. And uh, as it was addressed in the Oscars, I mean, I, I think we're, we're working on it as a culture. Number nine, more women than men are on antidepressants, which they're and they're known for inhibiting. Yeah, I was, I was surprised and also to birth read. Control, though, too. This isn't an article, the birth control, but I've had friends on yeah. birth control whose arousal... Uh, Causes arousal nosedive. Totally. And like, I, well, again, it's like, I feel like our culture doesn't... Um, put emphasis or value on the female orgasm like it's not as it's not valued as as important right like there was erectile dysfunction it's like oh my god right and in the that, alarms and in the documentary um liz canners canners uh or- orgasm the business orgasm inc orgasm inc right uh it talks about that where like you go to doctors and they're and women complain about this and they're like oh that's okay women have difficulty with that anyway yeah yeah (laughs) yeah um, like don't worry about it i feel like thanks yeah i so often feel like i hear at the doctors well it's fine you're fine kind of even like honestly we maybe we do a show on like about cysts on ovaries but like that's the thing where i feel like the doctor is dismissive and like it's normal and I just, I feel like you get a lot of that in female medicine. Which is why you have to challenge the normal people because normal does not mean balanced, healthy, positive, anything. <laughs> yeah. Well said. Okay. Uh, no, yeah, go ahead. But uh, well, it just, it's interesting uh, that women are, I didn't know that more women were on antidepressants. And, and when I read an article like this, I'm like, when you're not orgasming, depression. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah, it is. It's mirroring the issue. Um... Ten. Yeah. Number ten. Women are discouraged from asking what they want. Oh, so and true. We talk a, a lot about it, eh? Just like our development and growth and finding our voice well, over all, the years. This boils back to goes back ties into a lot of the reasons that have been mentioned before. You know that. Uh, right. I mean that just this notion in general that women's sexuality is uh, less. Less. Yeah. Right. 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 So you're like, well. I don't want to be a nuisance. I think, yeah, like the or, article talks a lot about saying sorry, sorry, I'm taking so long, all this stuff. So this feeling that your orgasm is a burden. Yeah, but and also that like you don't think, again, if I'm coming from this mindset of, well, men are the sexual ones, I'm not the sexual one, then it doesn't even occur to me to ask for what I want because I'm not even supposed to want anything. You know what mm. I mean? But but honestly, <laughs> I mean, this yeah. is what the, you know, my 20s was all about was like, oh, I do have these feelings and these desires and, you know, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah, and that women are feeling guilty. I mean, look, I've been with partners where I really appreciate, I largely am, I've, I've largely felt entitled to orgasm most of my life, but I have had moments where sometimes I'm surprised it's taking longer and I've and I've had really supportive partners that are like, take, it's like, relax, relax, you're, yeah. we're going to get there. And it just reassures me like, okay, you're right, like, let me just be and I'm going to get there mm-hmm. and you're with me and you're not annoyed or, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, 
that's powerful to give that mm-hmm. reassurance. Definitely. Number 11, the normative definition of sex isn't optimal for many women's orgasms. I don't understand this one. Oh, like, that's like intercourse. Yeah. Having intercourse. Well, we did a show yes, about yes. this actually when we when we talked with Come As You Are, which is like that idea of I think there's still a lot of I myth out there that you, that um, penis to vagina intercourse, yeah. intercourse is supposed to lead to the orgasm. Right. Yeah. Like, look, I put it in. Why is it not coming? Because that's the that's the predominant male perspective that's put out. Right. In like, well, they go in and, and then that's what makes them come. Right. Exactly. Um, so yeah. And. Anyway, you know, our show is Sherry Winston. I mean, she just talks about arousal. And I find that I find as a woman, I had a recent experience that was so tied to I was I actually have in the last six months, I'd say I haven't been orgasming as easily. And I've been kind of irritable about it. But like, but kind of like, I don't know what's wrong. Maybe I'm still depressed about, you know, someone I cared about a lot. And uh, and then I actually was with someone who just started with the kind of proper arousal methods of like massaging and caressing and then like slowly making his way inward. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I came very easily, mm-hmm. very easily. I, and it's not someone that I'm in love with, to be honest. Right. Right. And no, I've had an, a recent experience with that too. And I noticed the difference. Actually, it was the lover I saw, um, once and then you know like a couple weeks later someone and it was it was markedly different the experience and he even commented on it I mean it wasn't like bad I mean it was still present and into it but he's like wow you know like yeah I was just like oh you know my energy is lower today but it's because the last time he came we had wine we talked we flirted on the couch you know what I mean but this time we just like went straight to the bedroom and I'm I'm, and it was different right yeah, less yeah, yeah. less aroused, mm-hmm. and the yeah the arousal just leads to a quicker quicker come. Can I just say I think that that speaks to this topic of like the the approach to sex and like this assumption like well the woman's gonna be more difficult and it's like I just feel like that has like a negative connotation rather than like like can we flip it like what's the the education on like how a woman orgasms and if you just approach it from with that assumption built in that most women are going to orgasm this way then I'm going to play that game right no I agree I think it's a flip from and it goes back to come as you are Emily Nagoski you know talks about this in her book about responsive versus um, spontaneous desire and it's like the world's been operating from everyone like from the predominant male perspective of everyone needs to be spontaneous driven desire or blah 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 spontaneous desire driven and most women tend to be responsive i.e needing wine and flirting on the couch and like something to respond to in order to yeah yeah but I but I well and then in a very literal like you're in the bedroom way I think it's right it's a back to this idea of like not just intercourse but like start with a massage start with you know tickling some area like just kind of stimulating right sensual like yeah the whole encompassing sensuality yeah I'm in this um pole dancing class and I feel like (laughs) they teach you like lap dances and I just feel like I'm like men can do this to a woman too like it can go both ways but but kind of what you like about a lap dance is this like sensual like like she's rubbing on you and and breathing on you one of the most erotic moments of my life was getting a lap dance from this girl at the abbey (laughs) everyone in LA will know that a club where yeah a a gay club technically but with this yeah these dancers But, but it was from a woman it was so (laughs) <laughs> it was the first one I ever had like that, but just having like sparkly vanilla scented 
breasts in my face. Oh my god, so nice. bottom. It was amazing. Yeah, but I'll say. Anyway, but if but even like, but I'm sure I would enjoy it from a man. That's what I'm saying. Like I I went I was in this class where a woman did a lap dance for me, and yeah, and it was like, oh my god, this is so fun and pleasurable. Totally. Um, you know, I like the male version, whatever is more masculine. Um, cool. Okay, mm-hmm. and the number one, number twelve mm-hmm. reason we should have gone backwards. Number twelve <laughs> <laughs> reason is that people think the orgasm gap is biological um, which orgasm? is very interesting yes that it's like an evolutionary oh well that's just there because men want to propagate their seed and you know paternal investment and yada yada but this whole article basically explains that <laughs> there are all these cultural implications as to why the orgasm gap is there yeah right 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 yeah 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 i like it you know she says orgasm inequity is a self-fulfilling prophecy and it is like, yes, oh, it we, is. Yeah. It's a vicious cycle. Like we have a problem, so it doesn't work. So I guess we won't try. And so right? then, yeah. What were you going to say? Yeah. No, no, no. And then you learn as a kid, you know, anyway, no, I hear you. Um, I do think, I don't think, okay, we started off with like, you know, you and I are kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum with this, I guess. I'm just saying that I totally agree with you, T, that, um, I think that everything that we just talked about is due to a lack of education, really. And just in coming from, um, well, our sexual culture and our sexual environment being driven by the male perspective. Mm -hmm. And so I do think that that as that shifts and as the sort of more spontaneous, I'm sorry, not spontaneous, responsive desire um, gets acknowledged and is understood and and men and people know how to work with that mm-hmm. as opposed to just like doing the obvious in order to get someone off like I do think that that would that will shift things tremendously and close the gap but yeah I mean I can I say I do sometimes it's funny because I believe in the responsive sexuality I think it's a great way to describe what a woman needs for arousal like you know she needs to be stimulated and I love like this sort of flower analogy of like the flower like try try to get it to open up right Right. so this sort of softer slower approach of sensuality um and and that's really clear to me but sometimes I'm I just want to you know I I feel like spontaneously if we want to call it that you know I can be at home and think oh I haven't had sex in two weeks and you know I I now need to masturbate right because I can feel my desire um and I do feel like as a woman like I you know, the, I remember actually I went out. So this person, this last person that I kind of hooked up with, you know, I went, I told my friend, I was like, ah, I was like, I'm sexually frustrated though. Like, I just know I'm going to, if I go out, I'll end up meeting someone. And sure enough, I, we went out and I met this really cool guy who ended up hooking up, you know? And it's, it's like, cause I, cause I needed that. Um, however, you're right that if he hadn't like seduced me in certain ways. Yeah. I'm not saying that you don't have desire T. I'm just saying that no, it's just, I'm not even. Ar- yeah, no, I, I know. Mean, I'm just arguing that it doesn't. I didn't say you are. can't be spontaneously. I just think it's no, I know you're not. I just feel like actually that book. <laughs> it's just a trend. It's a trend. And she's not making a rule either. Yeah. You know, but so, yeah, it's a way it's to absolute. understand. Just, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, what was I going to say? What were you going to say? What were you going to say? Speak your mind. I don't know. Oh, well, I don't. Just that going back to what I initially, the experience I had with this man orgasming in my arms um, and how, yeah, I mean, I do, are women harder to please? I mean, 
I it's, that's I think that's always going to be up for debate. I do think that education will definitely make it easier to understand how to please a woman, but I do think I don't know. I do. I do think it is a little bit more complex. And my original insight or or the thing that I saw on the table with this guy was was why that might be. And that's sort of a larger. You might be right that. Okay. I mean, I guess the problem is every time I think of something, I I think of another counterexample that kind of blows it out of the water. But I was going to say, like, there's a man that I incredibly desired and had huge attraction for. And we had some of the most intense sexual experiences I've ever had. Mm -hmm. But then I actually reflect on it. And I don't think I ever... um, actually reached like an official I'm finished orgasm with him Mm -hmm. and it was a point of frustration for him as well but I I wonder if in a way it was like it might have been um, rooted in some sort of emotional fear or right like so I I didn't trust so I didn't release Mm -hmm. but but and and then that's very that sounds very female I feel like a female behavioral thing of like dissociate like like sex and your emotional can kind of create these boundaries and you need to you know bring them together Mm -hmm. but then I you know then I can think of men where you know we had issues and I'm like why aren't you coming like you know and then it turns out that there's some emotional block between us sure yeah you know so it's it's a complicated issue but I think there is literature and friends who are adept at sex and and all this stuff like resources around you to really really learn to make a woman come and then if you get like a challenging woman you have those tools to play with and I'm all for, I think self-awareness is the key to orgasming and helping and getting someone to that point as well, personally. I know you are all about the skill and the technique and all of that. I'm just, I think to me, that's the ultimate skill. Self-awareness. Yeah. But do you have advice for that? Go live your life, meditate, pay attention. Don't oh, be, be blind, to, deaf, and dumb. Be true <laughs> to, to who you are. Yeah. Well, yes. And... um yeah, learning. Yeah, know thyself. Really. Well, and pres- so I think I think self awareness leads to like presence and communicative, exactly. a more communicative interaction. And I think sexually, like people get nervous, right? So you get in your head and you're like driven by like, okay, well, I saw this in a video in a porn video. Like this is how it, you know. Yeah, no, I'm just self awareness being self connection. So the more I'm connected to myself, yeah. the more I'm going to be able to connect with somebody else. Well, the more on open every and level. listening you are, and right. it's like, is this is this tactic working or what? You know? Yeah. Um, cool. Well, you're listening to TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. You can tweet us at TA Sex Talk. Sorry. Tweet us at <laughs> TA Talk Sex and Instagram us. And uh, if you like our show, like what we're listening to, please write us a review on iTunes. Um, TNA Talk Sex. That's the way Talk you can sex. help us. Yeah. Thank you.